Chapter 17 Bad Man Tricked into a Second Marriage But didn't Mr. Badman marry again rather quickly? No, not for a good while after the death of his first wife. When he was asked why he waited, he would just make a superficial answer, saying things like, Who would keep a cow of their own when they can have a quart of milk for a penny? What he meant by this was who would bother having the responsibility of a wife when they can have a prostitute whenever they want. After the death of his wife, he continued to be repulsive and wicked. However, he finally met someone too difficult for him to handle. One time she got him to come to her, and after making him sufficiently drunk, she slyly got him to promise to marry her. And she held him to it and forced him to marry her. And she, as the saying goes, was as good as he at all his wicked tricks, using important-sounding words without solid sense. She had her companions, just like he did, and she met them at the tavern and alehouse more regularly than he was aware of. To be clear, she was very much a harlot, and had a great many visitors come to her at pre-appointed times and places. He could smell it on her, but didn't know how to prevent it. He knew if he brought it up that she would lay into him about all the whores she knew he visited, and she could match his cursing and swearing with oath for oath and curse for curse. What kind of oaths did she use? Things like, damn her, sink her, and things like that. These are provoking things. Yes, they are. But God doesn't allow such things to go altogether unpunished in this life. I've showed this to you already somewhat, and now I'll give you one or two more instances. In the year 1551, there was a man who lived in the city of Savoy, who was a monstrous cursor and swearer. While he was often scolded and blamed for it, he still wouldn't change his behavior in any way. After a long time, a great plague occurred in the city. As a result, he withdrew, along with his wife and a female relative, and moved to a rich, well-cultivated tract of country, where again he was cautioned to give up his wickedness. But he hardened his heart more. He swore, blasphemed God, and gave himself to the devil. And immediately the devil snatched him up and carried him away while his wife and relative looked on. The magistrates who had warned him to change his behavior went to the place and questioned the women, who validated it as the truth. Also at Oster, in the territory of Megalopol, Mr. Clark tells of a wicked woman who in her cursing gave herself body and soul to the devil. Even though she was criticized for it, she continued to do it until one time, while she was at a wedding feast, the devil showed up in person and carried her up into the air amid loud, horrible outcries. In this way, he carried her round about the town, and it frightened the inhabitants so much they were ready to die. And before long, he tore her in four pieces, dropping each quarter on four different highways, and then brought her innards to the marriage feast and threw them on the table before the mayor of the town. The devil said, Behold, these dishes of meat belong to you for whom the same destruction awaits if you don't change your wicked life. Now God holds back from dealing like this with everyone who uses his name like this, 
so that immediate judgments don't overtake them in this way, yet he makes their lives bitter by other judgments, doesn't he? Yes, and for proof, I need go no further than bad man and his second wife, because their reproachful words, cursing and swearing, didn't end in just words. They would fight and fling themselves at each other like cats and dogs. But even this must be looked at as the hand and judgment of God upon him for his wickedness. He'd had an honest woman before, but she couldn't live the way he wanted, and therefore God took her away and gave him one as bad as himself. In this way, this second wife treated him in the same way and to the same capacity in which he treated his first wife. And this is a punishment with which God will sometimes punish wicked men. This is what Amos said to Amaziah. Scripture, Thy wife shall be a harlot in the city. Amos 7 verse 17 Mr. Badman lived a good while with this last wife, but in a very sad and hellish manner. Now he regretted his first wife's death, not because he loved her godliness, for he could never stand it, but because she used to always stay home. However, his second wife was always out and about. His first wife was also honest and loyal to that relationship. But his last wife was a harlot. The first woman loved to save, but this last wife rapidly spent as quickly as he did. The first remained silent when he scolded and took it patiently when he treated her rudely. But this last wife exchanged word for word, blow for blow, curse for curse. Mr. Badman had met his match. God had decided to make him see the corruptness of his own life through the wickedness of his wife's behavior. But it didn't work with Mr. Badman. He was still Mr. Badman and this judgment didn't work any change in his life toward God or man. I can tell you that Mr. Badman thought when his wife died that the next time he married, we'd make a better match. What he thought, I can't say, but he certainly couldn't hope for it in this match, for he realized he was caught. He knew he was entangled by this woman and would have gotten out of it if he could, but he couldn't. He knew she was a harlot before he married her, and for this reason could in no way promise himself a happy life with her, because he couldn't expect her to be true to him, since she wasn't even true to her own soul. Solomon says, For a whore is a deep ditch. Proverbs 23, verse 27. Mr. Badman found this statement true, because once she'd caught him in her pit, she would never let him go until she got him to promise her marriage. Once she'd taken him this far, she forced him to marry her, and after that they lived the life I've told you about. What well, didn't the neighbors notice this change Mr. Badman made? Yes, and many of his neighbors, even many who were carnal, said, It is a righteous judgment from God on him for his rude behavior and improper language toward his first wife. For they were all convinced his first wife was a virtuous woman, and that he, the vile wretch, had killed her with the lack of kindness.